This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. Oh, by the way, I'm looking at the news right now. The South Bend Cubs are hiring. They're looking for a game day ambassador, a ticket seller, a hospitality host, something covered by the closed captioned, and a concessions team member. So, <clears throat> it's good to know that closed captioning is limiting job opportunities for people in the area. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Why isn't closed captioning? Okay, it should not have the black bar behind it. It should be transparent. Yeah, I don't, it's just, I don't know. They're deaf. They're not blind. It should be transparent. I agree. But I guess we haven't figured that out enough. I wonder if, like, the uh, the deaf community complains about that. You know what? I bet you're probably right. Do they have a big enough lobby to make a case for, hey, make the uh, make the closed captions transparent? Or is somebody just going to clap back at them and go, yeah, but you're cured now? Well, it's, I mean, it's true. There are, there are many in the deaf community who are voluntarily not getting a cochlear. And there are people who are mad at those who do get it. Um, and they, they say that you're killing off their civilization and their culture and that sort of thing. But eventually, I, I mean, there is a cure. You know, I mean, there is that. So maybe nobody really does care. But can I just say, as um, as somebody who is not deaf, it's still irritating to me because well, I like can't right read now, anything. Yeah, I'm like, oh, cool. I want to read this stuff that they have on screen, but I can't. The closed captioning is in the middle of the TV. Why? Is that a setting that we have on our TV? Why am I? I shouldn't complain about this. None of you can see it. Whatever. It's irritating. It's very annoying. Welcome to the program. I want to thank our sponsor, R&B Car Company. Again, go to rbcarcompany.com. And uh, I think maybe it's Map Guide. Maybe it's, ma- yeah, 45 minutes. I'm trying to figure out who the competitor for MapQuest was back in the day in the 1990s. It's driving me bonkers, folks. All right. Welcome to the program. Appreciate it. So, impeachment's a fiasco. I think uh, you probably knew that already. Uh, Adam Schiff, day two. Okay, day one, Adam Schiff got caught lying. He played doctored video clips, and he misquoted the president in order to lie about what the president had actually done. And lo and behold, Adam Schiff lied again today, and he got discovered being a liar by mentioning this uh, this Parnes guy, Lev Parnes. Now, remember, we have been telling you since early November that this was a story and that everybody associated with Lev Parnes says he is lying. The only people who believe Lev Parnes are the Democrats who are running impeachment right now. Keep in mind, he's also been indicted by the Department of Justice and is likely one of those people out there trying desperately to leverage his position in order to get a deal. Well, Adam Schiff got caught lying about the text messages between Lev Parnes and Rudy Giuliani, which was supposed to be a new factor in impeachment. But all that has happened is everybody who pushed the Parnes angle is now embarrassed. Once again, it's an old story from November. And, ladies and gentlemen, it wasn't true anyway. All right. Uh, House Intelligence Chairman Adam Schiff, Democrat of the People's Republic of California, appears to have misrepresented impeachment evidence that was used during the House Democrats' impeachment investigation, according to a report from Tuesday evening. Again, he has already done this multiple times on other issues. According to the documents obtained by Politico, text messages between Lev Parnas and Rudy Giuliani were mischaracterized by Schiff in a letter sent to House Judiciary Chairman Jerry Nadler last week. This is why I think Jerry Nadler was so upset today. 
He basically accused all of the Republicans in the Senate of running a cover-up and being un-American. So much so that he got chastised by the Chief Justice along with Trump's legal counsel, who responded in kind, of course. In one section of the letter, Schiff claims that Parnes, quote, continued to try to arrange a meeting with President Zelensky, uh huh, citing a specific text message exchange where Parnas tells Giuliani, quote, trying to get us Mr. Z. The remainder of the exchange, which was attached to Schiff's letter, was redacted. Well, we have the unredacted version of that letter, which, by the way, Adam Schiff had access to all along, which means that Adam Schiff would not be guilty of misinterpreting who Mr. Z was. The assertion is Mr. Z is President Zelensky and that Parnes, on behalf of the Trump people, was trying to get a meeting with Zelensky in order to foment a quid pro quo. The problem is that Mr. Z is not President Zelensky of the Ukraine, but Mr. Z actually means Mykola Zolchevsky, the founder of Burisma Holdings. That is where Hunter Biden was working, without any experience, by the way. So once again, another false narrative that the Democrats were pushing ends up falling apart and once again lands square in the lap of Joe Biden's family. The unredacted version of the letter, which Schiff obviously had access to, shows that Parnas was actually referring to Zolchevsky, the founder of Burisma, not President Zelensky. Now, we know that he knew what was happening because he has the full exchange. Okay, That full exchange talked about building Burisma into an international company and needing to get strong international board figures like, oh, I don't know, the son of the vice president of the United States, maybe. Wouldn't that? Yeah, yeah, that's all on there. Okay. So, this is what Parnes was uh, texting to Rudy Giuliani, who yesterday went on the news. Rudy Giuliani said, I've got documents proving that what, uh, what Parnes is saying is not true. Now, we assume that those documents are text messages that they have, because we now have this unredacted version of this, and it shows that Adam Schiff lied to Jerry Nadler. And remember, Adam Schiff has been caught lying repeatedly to Democrats throughout this entire process, and he has been caught lying to the press throughout this entire process. And I will ask this question as I asked in the three o'clock hour. Why is it that nobody on the Democratic side of things, at least publicly, and nobody in the liberal media, at least publicly, are upset that Adam Schiff keeps lying to them and keeps getting caught? And you know how many people in the media have been embarrassed by running an exclusive they were getting from Adam Schiff that ended up being completely and utterly fabricated and untrue? And yet they keep inviting him back on to go ahead and talk about it again. Now, my theory on this is Trump derangement syndrome. This is giving you tunnel vision, okay? So you've got a guy who routinely lies to you and is constantly making things up, as Adam Schiff is doing. And then you can't really get mad at him because you're so mad at Orange Man. So Donald Trump is the bad guy. No matter what, we have to go for for Donald Trump. And even if this guy keeps lying to me and I keep getting embarrassed and my ratings keep taking a dip, mad ow, I still can't be mad at him because he's on my side and that guy over there is the enemy, meaning Donald Trump, of course. But Nadler did lash out today. Usually Nadler's just kind of monotone and boring, but he actually got angry and uppity today uh, at the uh, impeachment hearing. And I think it's because of this report which came out from Politico last night, which you, who have been listening to this program, have known since November, proves that Parnes is a liar. Yeah, we've known that for an extended period of time now. 
Nadler should have known that. Schiff should have known that. Everybody covering impeachment should have known that. This is an old story. This is nothing new. Okay? You've literally got all of the senior officials in the Ukrainian government going, everything that Parnas is saying is not true. You've got the people who are in that meeting with Parnas, not the text messages with Rudy Giuliani, the separate meeting where he says, everybody knew it was quid pro quo. Except all of the people in that meeting saying, it's like 30 seconds long and it never came up. He's totally fabricating this thing. It's a complete lie. This is a guy who's been indicted by the Department of Justice who is trying to angle for a deal. That's all it is. Okay? So now, which by the way would open up another scandal, FYI, if they were to give him a deal anyway. So now you've got Nadler, who last week was given this letter from Adam Schiff that says they were trying to set up a meeting with President Zelensky. Turns out wasn't President Zelensky, and Nadler knows that Adam Schiff had full access to that letter. And Nadler, I assume, unless Nadler had access to the letter and he's just been lying too, but I'm assuming that Nadler, realizing that this report came out yesterday, was irritated and angry and he just lashed out at Republicans today. Now, of course, um, this other angle here with the Ukrainian whistleblower, this is Charmella, who uh, everybody knows that uh, Adam Schiff knows who he is. Uh, Real Clear Politics Investigations reported on Wednesday. The sources overheard the CIA analyst, Charmella, an alleged whistleblower discussing how to remove Trump from office with fellow Obama holdover Sean Misko, who reportedly offered, quote, guidance to the alleged whistleblower during the impeachment process under Democratic Representative Adam Schiff. Now, again, he's not a whistleblower. It is important that everybody understand this. By definition, he's not a whistleblower. However, by the federal code, he is. Okay? He is, uh, there was a great article that he is not a whistleblower. He's an operative. As noted by the outlet, there is strong evidence that the man identified in the report as the whistleblower, though he has not been officially named as such. Sources told Real Clear Investigations, the staffer with whom the alleged whistleblower was speaking was Sean Misko, Both were Obama administration holdovers working in the Trump White House on foreign policy and national security issues. Again, Real Clear Investigations reported Wednesday. uh, They're also the ones who broke who Charamella was. Uh, See, both expressed anger over Trump's new America first foreign policy, a sea change from President Obama's approach to international affairs, which involved a lot of bowing and apologizing. Uh, Just days after he was sworn in, they were already talking about trying to get rid of him according to a White House colleague who allegedly overheard the conversation when they were talking to Real Clear Investigations. Quote, they weren't just bent on subverting his agenda. They were plotting to actually have him removed from office, which is probably why all of these people that Charamella was working with inside the White House left the White House and went to work for Adam Schiff right before all of this fiasco got going. Mm-hmm. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. Okay, so people are still doing their best to figure out what this map website is. Um, and again, this is from the late 90s, okay? This is not anything brand new. Like some A bunch of people are sending me Bing and things like it, it's Bing is a new thing, okay? Bing wasn't uh, around that back. I the closest I have is Map Blast. That could be it. 
but it's like not setting off the the ding 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 bell, you know. Uh, so I I I don't know. Matt Blast seems to be the best possible option here. And if you're just tuning in, I've been trying. This is the OCD thing that just jacks with me every now and then. I'm trying to figure out what the competitor to MapQuest was in the late 90s. It was a better website and they had better maps for where I lived. And I used to mock people for using MapQuest instead of using this other service. I can't for the life of me remember what it was. And so Map Blast, maybe that might be it. I don't know. Ah, I'm doing my best to think. Uh, sorry, folks. It's just one of those things that's been driving me nuts all day. But I've had, uh, I've had at least a couple of hundred of you trying to figure out what it is. So I appreciate that. Thank you for the efforts. All right, I got to tell you about this amazing story that I got. This is from Mary. She sent it to my email yesterday. We bought two bottles of the CBD lotion at the noise event and gave the lavender one to our daughter-in-law. She has RA and is frequently in pain. That's arthritis. She had a stubborn pain in her foot that no one could figure out. She used the lotion. Pain gone. She had neck pain. More lotion. Pain gone. Then she put it on both knees for her day-long Harley ride. No pain. Her only regret was that she didn't put it on the bottom of her feet as they were barking at her by the end of the day. Very satisfied, soon-to-be-repeat customer. Mary was at noise when I had the CBD lotion at my booth. The stuff works. It's full-spectrum CBD. Again, that is what you want. You don't want to isolate. You want full-spectrum to get the full benefits of what CBD can do for you. This is a lotion. It's not an oil. Okay, so... You can rub it into your skin. You don't have to worry about being greasy or anything. It absorbs. It's a lotion. So it soothes and moisturizes your skin. You can have the lavender scent or you can have unscented. It's entirely up to you. It comes in a four-ounce bottle in either 250 or 500 milligrams. It is THC-free, no parabens in it, grown, harvested, produced, tested right here in the United States of America. Oh, and it's a veteran-owned company. The product is phenomenal, and it works. If you've got arthritis, like Mary's daughter does, Um, This is a product that is going to help you. If you have minor aches and pains like most of us do, especially as we get older, then this is a product that is going to help you. It helps me with my neck and shoulder pain all the time. Uh, For my wife, it is foot and elbow pain. So this is just a product that that our family uses. We've got many coworkers who use it. You just heard Mary's story about her daughter uh, routinely having these pain issues, and this lotion worked well. Give it a try. The 500 milligrams is only $19.99. So it's a fraction of the cost of the nearest competitor for a higher strength of full-spectrum CBD. And you get 10% off just by using my promo code. Use promo code KC10, get 10% off. You're already paying less, getting a four-ounce bottle, which is more than you're going to get with the competitors, and you're still saving an extra 10%. KC10 is the promo code. Website to purchase it is allnaturalcbd.org. All natural cbd.org you can also pick it up at any local e-cigworks location the coupon code kc10 still applies when you buy it in person at any local e-cigworks again all natural cbd.org promo code kc10 all right and thank you very much mary for sending me that story yesterday i really do appreciate it tulsi gabbard has filed a lawsuit against hillary clinton yes blue on blue hate crimes are the best Uh, Democratic presidential candidate, Representative Tulsi Gabbard, Democrat of Hawaii, filed a lawsuit against former Secretary of State and 2016 contender Hillary Clinton, claiming the former First Lady 
and Secretary of State defamed her by suggesting last year that she is a Russian asset. (laughs) I love this story so much. I can't even explain it. Uh, Now, again, I think good because Hillary deserves everything that she gets. But this also kind of goes into the this goes into the whole thing that I think we're at a point now we have to start suing people. People are getting away with frivolously accusing others of pretty awful stuff, right? So you've got Hillary Clinton basically saying that she's a Russian asset. This is not only a representative in Congress. It's dangerous rhetoric anyway, but it's dangerous rhetoric when you're talking about somebody who's not only running for president, but is a representative in Congress and is in the military. So something like this is, it is career damaging and is certainly career threatening. Now, most of the people around her are probably going to know that she's not a Russian asset, okay? But this is one of those types of stories that you have to defend yourself against. Gabbard filed a defamation suit on Wednesday in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York. Gabbard's lawyers allege that Clinton's comments have smeared Gabbard's political and personal reputation. Tulsi Gabbard is a loyal American and civil servant who has also dedicated her life to protecting the safety of all Americans. That is the, uh, the lawyer. That's Brian Dunn is his name. Representative Gabbard's presidential campaign continues to gain momentum, but she has seen her political and personal reputation smeared by her candidacy and her candidacy intentionally damaged by Clinton's malicious and demonstrably false remarks. Yep. I I mean, again, there is a debate about how much actual damage was done here, but I think we're at a point where people are going to be smearing you and you're going to have to sue them. It's one of the reasons that I support the president threatening to do that. You know, the press is like, well, we can go ahead and lie about you all we want and threaten your your job, threaten your business interests, threaten your kids. We can do all of that because free press, but how dare you threaten to sue us when it gets figured out that we lied and knowingly lied about all of this. So if you ask me, good for her, um, just because I like seeing anything damaging to Hillary Clinton happen. But I also, coming up, excuse me, this is the anniversary, the one-year anniversary of the Covington Kids fiasco. And obviously, this is the anniversary of Roe v. Wade. It's one of the reasons that they were were actually in D.C. last year when this whole thing happened. But uh, I want to go ahead and just kind of talk about this a year later. That's coming up on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. All right. Uh, what do we have here? I forget. I, I, what was it that I teased? Did I tease something? We got into talking about it was stupid the maps thing. again. It was the cancer thing that you did earlier. I did the cancer thing already. Yeah, not my promo. What did I just tease a second ago? Oh, I have about? no idea. I'm terrible at this. I could scroll I back should probably, to the podcast. I should probably quick. quit and not do radio anymore. How about okay. that? I'll, tell, I'll, I'll inform John. I'll call John. I'm sure right he now. knows. I'm sure he heard that. Yeah. <laughs> Good God. Uh, yeah, I did do the... Um, I did do all of those science stories earlier, which was good. Oh, the Hunter Biden thing. Uh, I did mention that I was going to talk about this because Hunter Biden's in trouble again. Oh, the Covington stuff. Duh. It's a Covington. It's a year after Covington. So there's a bunch of articles that are evaluating like the year since this happened. And there's one in particular that is in reason.com. 
which is the libertarian website that I really think that you should all read. I'm not going to go over all of it, but the main reason that I wanted to highlight this one is it not only covers the initial fiasco of the media complex in the United States getting the Covington story completely wrong, but then their refusal to acknowledge they were wrong when the very next morning after the incident happened, we had the full video. And some of them even writing articles, uh, mostly mostly female journalists, which is which is actually kind of strange because usually, usually, okay, when a female journalist discovers that what they were originally writing about was incorrect, they are more likely to retract. And it's usually the male journalists that are more likely to double down and pretend they didn't do it, all right? But there's a lot of female journalists who doubled down on their criticism of the, uh, the Covington kids in spite of the fact of the evidence coming out showing that they were not guilty of anything. And in fact, they were the victims there and they were victimized by not one, but two different groups of people while they're minding their own business. And they actually highlight after we had the proof that the Covington kids were innocent in this article at reason.com, they go over all of the times that these various members of the press continued to attack the kids after we had proof they were innocent. And again, that's the whole that's the whole basis for for Nicholas Salmon's lawsuits. And for the record, CNN, which they're still not telling us how much money CNN gave him, and I'm sure that was part of the deal, uh, because and I don't know if CNN doesn't want anybody to know, but Nick Salmon may not want anybody to know either, because he still has these pending lawsuits against these other media outlets. But CNN just settled with him, almost to the day of the anniversary of this. But the Reason.com article also goes into all of the journalists who actually admonished everybody for apologizing to Sandman and issuing the retractions, and several other people continued to attack him in the months after the incident had happened, even though we had proof that everything that we were told originally was false and that Sandman was an innocent victim in all of this. And that's, again, why the lawsuits are going forward. So it's a really good read. Um, if I were to read it to you on the air, first of all, it would take too much time, and it also wouldn't be a good segment if I were to sit there and read it to you. But they go over a lot of these things, and I encourage you to take some time because there's many things that you all forgot about. Uh, for instance, remember those that other incident where that uh, the girl said, oh, I was harassed by the, uh, by the kids from Covington when they said MAGA, and we walked by, and then, of course, I played the video for you, and I looked at it and go... There's nothing in here that seems to be inappropriate or confrontational or any of that. So there's a lot of things you may have even forgotten about the case that they go over in this article in Reason.com. So I'm going to put it in the Daily Show Prep today. You can get the Daily Show Prep, my podcast, my, my posts. You can sign up for my newsletter at TheBurningTruth.us. TheBurningTruth.us. More coming up, 95.3 MNC. Yes, it is a mindless game. That's, that's why the they whole call point. it mindless craft. That's what. That's the whole point of the game. Uh, my daughter finally wrote me into downloading Minecraft on the PlayStation because she she enjoys playing it. But um, so I like I'm learning things to teach her at night. So I'm playing it, and I just there's just it's he doesn't like there, it. There's no point to the game. There's a point to the game. You end up 
going to fight a dragon. Do you, you farm the zombies just so you have their body parts? Is that the whole point of farming the zombies? No. You farm the zombies for XP so you can get enchantments onto your weapons that do more damage okay. to other things. Okay. That's... <laughs> That's like, I played like an hour the other night because I wanted to build her a house because she was really frustrated she didn't have a house. It doesn't take an hour to build a house. Well, like, well like no, but I, I, I was doing a couple of other things too. And did a little exploring and things like that. Um, and so I built her I built her a house. I got done with all of that. And I'm like, God, that's, that was just an hour wasted. I turn on Red Dead. I'm like, okay, I goals. <laughs> I can accomplish something here. Finally. <clears throat> all right. Hunter Biden's in trouble again. I know it seems like every week he's in trouble. Last week he got busted with his paternity case uh, because he wasn't complying with the order. And today, Hunter Biden, the youngest son of former vice president and 2020 Democrat Joe Biden, you see, Breitbart was kinder to Hunter Biden than Joe was. Because Breitbart called him the youngest son of former vice president Joe Biden. Joe Biden said, my only surviving son. Remember that? Remember that? So even Breitbart is more polite to Hunter Biden than his own dad is. On Monday, Independence County Circuit Judge Holly Meyer approved an order to appear and show cause, which was filed into the court record on Tuesday due to the state courts being closed for Martin Luther King Day. Uh, the one-sentence order was prepared by Clinton and Jeffrey Gen- Clinton and Jennifer Lancaster, attorneys for London Alexis Roberts, the mother of Biden's 16-month-old child. Uh, let's see. Uh, he violated a court order to turn over financial documents as part of the paternity case, according to the judge. Hence this filing. So Hunter Biden is still running around and refusing to turn over his financial documents in this paternity case. I wonder why Hunter Biden at this particular point in time, Joe, is not turning over his financial disclosures to a court of law, which, of course, immediately makes them public record. I wonder why... He is not turning over his financial documents. <laughs> I wonder why I Hunter Biden, the, the whole reason this impeachment fiasco is even happening. I wonder why Hunter Biden is not turning over his financial documents in the paternity case. And of course, yesterday, the Democrats went all in on saying that Hunter Biden should not testify. Uh, uh-huh. It's just... It's an, Interesting little narrative there, isn't it? It's time for Bill O'Reilly's O'Reilly Update. You have a wonderful night. We'll see you tomorrow.